You didn't fail. You just fell. As long as you get up and keep moving forward, you win. A quote from Emmanuel Acho. Dig. Welcome to the One Love Sports Podcast, your place for quick takes on hot sporting topics and events. I am Lance Thomas, along with the rest of my Mario Pottinger. What's good, Mario? The sports world right now, uh, everything is heating up and it's playoff time in other places. We're at the midway point through most of the season, so we're starting to see which teams are what they really are in both basketball, football world. So I think things are really looking up for the sports world for 2022. UFC is back. It's exciting times. Uh, the, as you rightly said, everything is heating up. NFL is at its peak. And for the next month or so, this is one of my favorite periods in the sports calendar where the basketball season is heating up, getting near to all-star break. And then you start getting to the serious times. And then in the European leagues, they're... Uh, just past midway, so you're getting to see who are the pretenders and the contenders. Action will soon be starting in track and field. So you're, and, and then, of course, you have the other um, sporting events which take place year-round, boxing, UFC. You know, so it's, it's amazing. And then Australian Open getting started soon. So, you know, it, it's really, really good. I mean, really, really good times. One of my favorite parts of the sports calendar. So looking forward to what's coming up. So Mario, of course, is from the Live Sports Media Group and he is our resident analyst. This is the best 30 minutes in all of sports and we say that without apologies. As usual, we kick things off with a look at the sporting events from the week that was. And looking back at what happened, um, first up was Roma, Juventus. Juventus, it was a very, very dramatic game and high scoring affair. Finally, one of these high-scoring affairs that you've been talking about from last year, Mario, it ended 4-3 uh, for Juventus after Roma was leading healthily earlier in the game. Uh, yes. Did you uh, learn anything from this matchup? Well, not anything new for me. I think Roma, um, I spoke to my co-host for Live Sports. I spoke to him about yes. Roma earlier this season that uh, I don't think they're at that level yet where they could challenge for the title. And I think Juventus are also rebuilding. And Juventus took this match to regain their confidence. Now, in other games in the, that was in the Syria. So in other games in the NBA, the Bucks overcame the Nets. Um, and of course, Nets were playing at home, which means they were playing without Kyrie Irving, who was not allowed to play unvaccinated in the state. The Ravens, Steelers, Steelers edged the Ravens to book the playoff spot and are now in the playoffs. Um, Ravens have had a very bad ending to their season. Of course, the quarterback, Lamar, the game tied. Both teams could have gone through to the playoffs, but they played uh, in true sporting fashion. Didn't, they didn't go for the tie. Uh, Raiders went for the win, and Raiders won it uh, and are now in the playoffs. And then last night, we had very interesting action in Chicago where the Nets visited in the NBA and overwhelmed the Bulls. They went on a crazy run at one point. I think they outscored the Bulls 
four to seven to ten points at one point in the game and just overwhelm them. Bulls is one of the better franchises um, this year in the NBA. Uh, we're on a very good uh, streak as well. So that was a very important win for the Nets. Kyrie Irving didn't have a high scoring game, but clearly his presence and uh, activity doesn't always show up in the, in the scoring, um, but did very well. And so that was the major events that were on our um, schedule for the last seven days or featured events, particularly for the betting purposes of the Sports 360 group that we have. So that rounds up our review of the action of the last seven days. We now move to the preview of upcoming action. We start as usual, big match this weekend in the EPL. This is match week 22 of 38, and it's Man City versus Chelsea early Saturday morning. What are we looking for here, Mario? I'm looking at a one-all draw. What Arsenal showed me is that City aren't as invincible if you have a fully fit team. And I know that Chelsea are still struggling with injuries and COVID, but they've proven that they can, they're the one team that knows how to play against Man City in terms of Honestly, having the formula to beat them. Who has proven that? Chelsea? Yes. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting because I thought about them earlier today and I had that scoreline in mind, 1-1 one, one score. Um, Actually, Chelsea needs to win this game and Liverpool needs Chelsea to win this game too. Liverpool and Chelsea being um, third and second in the league. They need to pull back and get back some points, arrest some points on Man City. A draw wouldn't do much really, but uh, let's see. It's going to be a very competitive game. I know Man City knows the importance of the game as well because if they win this, they could actually cruise for the rest of the season and concentrate on trying to nab some other trophies. Most importantly, of course, the Champions League. In another important game, Tottenham, Arsenal, host Arsenal on Sunday at 11.30. And that is also a very interesting game. What's your take on that, Amari? If there's any time to blow Tottenham off of the map, it's right. Yeah, and I so think Ar Arsenal is playing Arsenal is playing pretty good football at the moment. So there's not a good chance. Yes, they, they won the last derby um, the last time and it was a high-scoring affair. But Tottenham was still confident in themselves. I think after the yeah. two losses to Chelsea and with the draw today with one man down against Liverpool, I think Arsenal yes. are at their most confident right now. If there yes. was ever a time to just blow this Tottenham team off of the map. And I said it, I said it at the beginning of the year. Conte did not want this Tottenham job. He left Inter Milan thinking that he would get a better job. And mm -hmm. he overestimated his value as a man. So it's it, it, it's a, it's set up to be a good match for Arsenal to take, you know, for them to actually show that with all of this confidence and class that they've been showing recently, that they can materialize it into a valuable win. The other game of interest to me is Aston Villa hosting Manchester United. Aston Villa recently acquired Coutinho, Philippe Coutinho. I'm not sure if he's going to play in the game, but it should be a very interesting game. Steven Gerrard has really shored up the troops and Aston Villa is, 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 is looking to play some good football. So it should be a very interesting game over there in Birmingham, in the West Midlands. So we move over to La Liga, the Spanish La Liga, where... It is Real Madrid still leading 49 points in 21 games um, with a five-point lead and one game ahead of Sevilla. 
who is 10 points ahead of Real Betis in third. Atletico Madrid uh, is in fourth and Barcelona is in uh, sixth position. One match I saw there that drew my interest was Valencia uh, hosting Sevilla. Any thoughts on that match, uh, Mario? It will be an entertaining game because Valencia will always be an entertaining team no matter what trials and tribulations they're going through. But yes. with Sevilla, but this is the perfect match for Sevilla to keep their, their confidence going. Um, Enough said, it will not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it will not be an easy match for Sevilla, but I still see Sevilla win. Okay, enough said. In the German Bundesliga, where it is week match week 19 of 34, Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund faces and hosts um, SC Freiburg. Freiburg, of course, is in, I think, third place, while Dortmund is in second place. So it's top of the table clash. I mean, as close to the top of the table you can get. Uh, people have been saying Freiburg are pretenders. Uh, what are you saying, Mario? Freiburg has benefited from the teams around them playing worse than them this season, which you have to capitalize upon. You can't blame them for that. Mm-hmm. But they are pretenders. Also, Dortmund, if there's any time to gain back your confidence within yourself, you can destroy Freiburg this week. Okay. And it's a good point um, to, to make as well because the lead that Bayern has is, has been cut to six points. They only have six points lead over Dortmund, so Dortmund can really make some grounds there or try to keep a pace because Bayern most certainly like will be winning their, their game. So in the Syria, Italian Syria, the game of interest there, Inter is leading by one point. So it's very closely bunched, very competitive at the moment, but Atalanta hosts Inter Milan, who are in who are, as I said before, in first place. What are your prospects for that game? Well, every every time I give you a high-scoring game, it ends up <laughs> 2-1. Every time I give you a 2-1 scorer, it ends up a high-scoring game. But Atalanta and Inter, both managers don't like sitting back that much. So I'm going to give it a 3-2 scoreline to Inter. Moving on to the French League 1, PSG is running away the title over there, 47 points and 20 games, 11 points ahead of Nice and Marseille, who are tied on 36. So that is almost a done deal, all wrapped up over there. Interesting games always, though, um, in the league, but none that we're going to really mention this week. So we jump over to the NBA, moving along very quickly. In the East, the Bulls have now taken the lead in the East, and they uh, with a 27 to 11 uh, win-loss record. They're followed by the Nets. Heat is kind of regaining some momentum with um, Jimmy Butler back. Uh, Bucks are there and thereabouts. Six times six thousand uh, Cavs and Hornets follow. So you're trying to you get, you're gonna get an idea of how the East is shaping up. It's gonna be the Nets. Nets are gonna be there. The Bucks, the defending champions, are going to be in the mix as well. And the Heat are, are a team to, to contend with. But Bulls, is a team, surprising team this year. And we're looking to see how much of a pretender they are, how much they will contend. In the West, the Suns are now the outright leaders ahead of Warriors who have been tame in the last 10 games or so. I think they have about a six on four record. They've lost at least about three games in the last four. So a little, uh, and that is with Clay Thompson back. So you expect that, that there's going to be some adjustment and some time to settle in. So that is not um, totally surprising. But the hottest team in the league is the Grizzlies. They're on a 10-game winning streak, and Ja Morant has been impressing. What do you th- what do you thought about them, uh, Murray? I've been saying it since Ja Morant got drafted. He's the best player in that draft. 
Mm. Zion, Zion has maybe the most physical gifts, but in yes. terms of talent and mentality, I've always right. said it. Jamarant is Jamarant is a better Russell Westbrook. So, all right, I'm gonna ask you some questions about, uh, and, and I take the point. Better Russell Westbrook, and I will. I'm not a big Westbrook fan, so it's easy for me to agree with that. But I have some interesting matchups coming up. On Friday, there's Bulls Warriors. And then same night, later on at night, there's Grizzlies Mavericks. Which of those games interest you more? Being well, to, to excuse my job, Morant um bias, yeah. Yeah. because I'm a huge fan of him, like a huge, yeah. huge fan of this guy. Okay. To excuse that bias, I do want to see Bulls Warriors. And the reason why is because to me, it has more sure playoff implications. Okay. Um, okay. For, the war- for the Warriors, it's their game to really like test themselves. Yes. 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 I, 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 I don't know. Somehow, Jamarant gave me some feels of, of AI, Alan Iverson. Um, with, with even more gifted um, athletically. I mean, in terms of he has a bounce there, which is just crazy. I agree um, with that statement. So, like, when I said a better Westbrook, I mean in terms of mentality with the talent. Yes, yes. Westbrook yes. has the talent, but doesn't have the mentality to make the most of it. The AI okay. thing I agree with, but AI was a bit shorter, so I didn't want to make that comparison. Yes, yes, yes. Grizzlies Bulls. Um, so they Grizzlies host the Bulls on Monday. That should be a very interesting game, shouldn't it? That's the one I really, really want to see because it's the two young teams that I see taking over each conference in yes. within the next two or three years. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very interesting. But two other games I wanted to choose between on Wednesday. Um, there will be Sorry, not one. It's one other game, really. The Bucks as well will be hosting the Grizzlies on Wednesday. So, see, I have about three games I'm featuring the Grizzlies in, and not because they're hot, but because these are actually very good matchups. Um, and the Bucks host the Grizzlies on Wednesday. What are your thoughts on that? That should be another interesting one too. And here's here's what I will say about the Grizzlies. You remember when the Bucks were? I think they're in the position that the Bucks were. When yes. the Bucks were being, when Giannis was winning the MVP, but they were not getting yes. to the final. Yes, yes. That's where this Grizzlies team is. Okay, so they're on the cusp of okay, becoming the next good team, really good team in the league and in so that I, conference. So I, so I'll be watching a lot of basketball within the next couple of years. Paying close attention, yes, and it, it, it's entertaining, so it should be fun. Let's go over to the, the League of Lights, the league of the most entertaining one at the moment because it's their playoffs, it's the NFL. And of course, I'm excited because, you know, when the NFL peak, I don't think there's any other peak that can match it. So it is the playoffs in the NFL um, having ended the regular season last week and we're at the wild card games and very interesting matchups. Uh, there are... I mean, I could talk about the Bengals Raiders, which is an interesting breakthrough game for two quarterbacks and two relatively young teams. Um, we could talk about Buccaneers Eagles, which I think is going to be a, not going to be maybe as a runaway victory as it would indicate. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Buccaneers has to be very, very, very careful there. And I will give further thoughts on the Buccaneers perhaps later this show or maybe next show. We'll get we'll zero in on them a bit more. And of course, there is the Chiefs Steelers, which 
that maybe supposed to be the easiest one because the Steelers are scratched in and Chiefs are, you know, perennial now powerhouses. I think at some point in the playoffs, the Chiefs, as we saw early in the season, which we're saying, oh my God, they're falling apart. I think that Chiefs will show up at some point in this playoffs. So uh, I don't know when. I don't know if it's the wild card or is further on, but I expect. I don't think that they are as strong as they looked in the more recent part of the season, the last part of the season. I think they, they do have frailties of your show up and vulnerabilities of your show up. And I'm not sure if the talent is enough to overcome that. So interesting to look forward to. So the games I really wanted to, 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 to zero in on, though, are the Bills. Patriots. Bills hosting the Patriots um, in Buffalo on Saturday evening. I know you fall asleep when I mention these two teams. They are actually the two best defensive teams in the NFL. Not a snooze fest? I don't see another snooze fest um, for this one. For one main reason, it's playoffs now. So there will be a lot more attention paid um, to coaching and matchups than even in the regular season on mm -hmm. both ends. Mm -hmm. So I do think Belichick has found the formula to beat, it, to beat um, the Bills. The mm -hmm. problem is I don't think Belichick trusts Mac Jones. And I think also what the Bills didn't figure out um, was how to force the ball into Mac Jones' hands. Yes. And that's yeah. where I think the difference is going to be. I can't really give you a scoreline or who's yeah. going to that's win because I'm, I'm not confident in either team. But, I'm not going to pressure you right now. But yeah. as you know, this is a program where we do pressure. So pressure will come. Oh, I'll no, give I'll time. give my prediction when it's, when it's, when it's, when it's Okay. Uh, the other game of, so you're saying that Patriots has the formula, but may not have the tools. But the other game of interest is the Rams-Cardinals. Again, two divisional rivals, and they, they were very competitive. I think they ended the season 1-1. And same for the Bills-Patriots, but this is another very interesting game. Rams-Cardinals. What, what, are, what are, are you seeing there, uh, Murray? The Cardinals can't win this game without Dion unless Stafford throws it away. And Matt Stafford, yeah. this is your last chance. You did not do anything with Megatron. Fine, you were with the Detroit Lions. But you still had Megatron. No, you have multiple guys who may not have been Megatron. But you have all, you have everything now. You have a coach now. You have a you have plethora of attacking talent. And your defense has um, three guys who are going to the Hall of Fame. No more excuses. And Cooper Cup has one of the best wide receivers um, season. Um, so Cooper Cup Close to a Megatron season. Yes. Yeah, so so what, what more can you ask for? Somehow I believe that Cardinals, I guess this is a point where I need to show up and I need to stand by my convictions. I believe Rams are pretenders and I believe the Cardinals has real good potential. Now, the absence of D-Hop does create a problem for me. And, you know, it, it, the team has not been playing well in, in the last part of, in the last quarter of the season. You know, so not even confidence is high right now. I hear a coach saying that Kyler Murray is going to have his best game ever, but he didn't even say it with much conviction. 
and almost like he was trying to to boost Kyler Murray. And if he's trying to boost Kyler Murray, I have a problem with that. Why does he think he needs to boost Kyler Murray, who's super competitive? Is there something happening I don't know of? I mean, it's worrying me, but I really cannot flake out at this moment. I have to stand by the Cardinals. And um, as much as nothing points in that direction, I have to stand by Cardinals winning this game. So, somehow, some way, somehow. So that ends our preview segment of this program. As soon as AJ Green remembers how to catch a ball. Well, well, let, let, let's see. Let's see. I, I'm banking on something like that. If not that, something else. I'm banking on something which will cause the Cardinals to go through. So let's take a fast break. Welcome to Fast Break, where we do quick takes on hot topics, burning issues in the world of sports. And today we're looking at Terence Crawford, one of the contenders for pound for pound uh, boxer, champion boxer across all divisions. Um, Mario, he is suing top ranks and Bob Arum for what is termed revolting racist bias. What the hell is happening here? Okay, so based on the lawsuit that was filed, and just to give a quick um, summary on Bob Arum, he's worked with some of the greatest fighters in history, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, and currently Tyson Fury. Where the racial bias seems to be is, for example, Tyson Fury has gotten all of the big fights that he, the super fights that he's asked for. Um, he's gotten them within the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. with no problems in pay, no problems at all in any agreements. Uh, Terence right. Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. That has been the fight that boxing has been waiting for for the past three years. And uh, Top Rank and uh, Bob Arum agreed, made an agreement with um, Terence Crawford that if the fight didn't get done by 2020, he would have been paid an amount of $900,000 or £655. Mm. And... Uh, that payment was not made to Errol Spence, to, to Terence Crawford. And okay. it seems like that's one of the main parts of the lawsuit. Now, right. I can't speak to the racial component because I don't know what goes on deeper, right. but I could only right. make the Tyson Fury comparison, where Tyson right. Fury has gotten right. the fights he's asked for, other than the people who try to avoid him, like Anthony Joshua. Okay, okay, interesting. We, we, we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it's easy to draw the race card. Um, you know, so and but Bob Arum has such a history um, of, of representing black fighters and representing them well. It's it's gonna be very very tough to make to make that claim. But um, but at the same time, Terence Crawford is you know is skilled craftsman in his trade and perhaps it has been puzzling why he hasn't been able to land some of the real good fights. You know, so you know he may have some some claim. But let's see how how far this goes. So that was fast break, and we, as usual, took a look at a burning issue, which is Terence Crawford suing top rank Bob Aaron for racist bias um, in representation. We now move over to Super Mario Adventures. Yay! Welcome to Super Mario Adventures, where Mario takes us on a ride. As usual, he introduces some topics, some events, something happening, some issue which is off the beaten track. 
not in mainstream news or in mainstream sporting highlights. What do you have for us this week, Mario? Uh, this week, I just wanted to uh, dive into a bit of the world of esports, which is basically the video games version of sports of the sports world. Yes, it's com- you're playing competitive video video games, competitive. Yes. And one of the bigger so, games... so, 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 hold up. so it's video gamers playing against video games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so one of the bigger um, names in the esports world, Rocker from the from Team NRG, has mm-hmm. came out and spoken about the mental difficulties that it is to perform in front of a crowd rather than playing video games online. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of the times, these same people who play video games criticize a lot of sports actual athletes about why they don't perform yes. well in big moments, not realizing the pressures that an actual athlete has to face. Yes. And now that they have to perform in front of crowds rather than in a pandemic where they're just playing online, he can he now has to stream in front of a lot of other people. And they're starting to see the performance anxiety come up, um, things like that come up. So a lot of people who play video games, they see the sports world as a video game. So, yes. if you play FIFA, you're expecting yes. Cristiano Ronaldo to play at a 97 level. Yes. So, you're doing it based on rating. But right. um, you have to consider that these people are also human beings who go right. through life experiences and different things um, affect them. For example, yes. the goalkeeper who played for Sierra Leone, who saved all those shots against Algeria in the African Cup of Nations. He was crying after that man of the match performance. But what a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people were criticizing him that, oh, this is just the opening match of the group stages. Why are you being so emotional? Because Sierra Leone is a country that has barely ever known in the football world. A lot of these guys play football in Sierra Leone. So oh. to make it on this stage and actually perform for your country is a very emotional moment. But a lot of people, especially my generation of um, 30 to 25 year olds and younger, they see the sports world as video games. You're a, you're a modern rating or you're an NBA 2K rating. You're rated at 85. You're rated at this. So you should always perform like that. Interesting. So reality hits it's the ground now because um, a lot of these sports, what I would say, e-athletes, are getting the, the, the real now, the real bungo of how athletes, um, the pressures that um, athletes have to perform under, and the performance anxiety is coming to bear now that they're being watched live and are being expected to be superhuman, not just playing on this, um, on, with, with, with superhuman expectations of the gaming capabilities, but of their own capabilities now, they're being assessed under the same uh, same spotlight as the athletes who they, are, they have been modeled in the game that they're playing. So very, very interesting there. I mean, calls are coming into roost. You know? So you're, you're now seeing what is happening um, in this sporting world. And that is not just esports, not just sitting home comfortably and having a good time and bragging, having bragging rights um, versus friends. But if you're really going to be a, an e-athlete, then you have to face some pressures that regular, normal, traditional athletes are facing. Thank you there, Mario, for Super Mario Adventures. Another interesting take. We now move over to overtime. Welcome to overtime, where we go in overdrive. 
We look at the predictions of key sporting events for the upcoming week. And the five events being featured on our card for this week are starting with the big one, Man City, Chelsea, 7.30 Saturday morning. All right. As, so I that's... think Mario did say 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 1-1 yeah, one, one prediction for that one. Bills, Patriots, NFL. All right. So for this one, uh, Lance, I'm sorry for all the greatness of Bill Belichick. What I'm sorry, but I see, the, I see the Bills getting away with a 20-17 to 17 victory. So you're, you're going with Bills over the real Bill. That's fine. Um, let's see. Let's see. Tottenham, Arsenal. Oh, yeah. Give me a 3 nil victory for Arsenal. Wow, wow, wow. Sounds so confident. Uh, sometimes it's just optimism of fan or... <laughs> No, oh, like people. I said, you keep trying to you keep trying to name me as an Arsenal fan. No, I just think Tottenham are at their lowest point in confidence, or, or an Arsenal are at their highest point in confidence. The interesting game on uh on Monday is Grizzlies Bulls. This one is the difficult one, but Majamarant bias is just way too high at the moment. Uh, so give me the Grizzlies, maybe by yeah. maybe by a buzzer beater. Um, so you expect it to be a very entertaining game then? Okay. And then round out the week and the five-game thriller on our cards is Rams Cardinals. Guess how much you want? How much you even Rams to win this now? <laughs> I never said the Rams would win, but <laughs> this is the one I didn't even I didn't even want to predict this one because I'm not mm. confident in the Cardinals coaching. But I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan and I want to see him successful. Yes. So I'm going to give the Cardinals this one. I think Matt Stafford is going to throw away the game. So give me the Cardinals at 20. Give me the, it's going to be high school. So give me the Cardinals at 23 to 20. 20 what? 23 to 20. Maybe a walk-off field goal. Kyla gets Is it high scoring? That's not high scoring. That's like well, okay. All right. Well, it's going to be... You have to go over 30 to go high scoring. Yes. I don't right. see that happening. I don't see that happening. Too many interceptions and AJ Green is going to drop too many balls. So, okay. A regular <laughs> scoreline of 23. Let's say Kyla gets them into field goal position with his legs. Yes. And somebody kicks a field goal and it's 23-20. Okay. 23-20 victory. Um, well, the good thing is that Cardinals have been playing well away from home and have a bad home record. So this all goes well for them. This is what I wanted, actually. I wanted them to lose against Seahawks in the final game, which I did, and to be wild card and to go to the entire playoffs being um, the whole the, the away team. So this is what's going to happen. So the, to me, this is their best chance. Let's see. It's going to be really, really interesting. We're going to see what they're made of and we're going to see what all the other teams are made of. So there you have it. This is uh, another very interesting edition of our One Love Sports podcast with Mario uh, from Live Sports Media. Um, you can always get deeper and even greater analysis in the, on the Live Sports uh, Media podcast, available from wherever you get your podcasts. Always getting very interesting insights there. And but also on this Patreon. wraps up and also on Patreon. So, but this wraps up another interesting, another fun edition of the One Love Sports podcast. Thanks for joining us, and until next time, keep safe, and always remember, it's one love every time.